Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me, back after his winter slash summer break, depending what hemisphere you're in, is John Daniel. How are you, mate? Not so bad. How about yourself, mate? You recovered? You re- relaxed? I am. I've been camping, uh, working, and uh, relaxing. Yeah, it's good. Well, this is actually one of, you know, backstory for people. I haven't actually seen you since last time we recorded. No, we, so. we haven't. No, we've um, both been off. Well, you've been working, I think, about 60, 70 hours a week. Yeah, so it's something like that. a bit hard, but I've had it a bit easier. We went away um, to a lovely uh, swimming hole and waterfall that we've got up here in Kakadu National Park, which was great. Gunlong and enjoyed it. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Do any racing? Any motorsports? No, no, no motorsports for me. Um, no, no, I think we working on that. No, we've we've got it back in the uh, workshop again, and we're looking forward to the next meeting. It's still three weeks away, so oh, got a bit of a break time. for that as well. Yeah. That's good. Um, catch much of the racing on the weekend? I did. I caught a little bit of it. It was um, some pretty epic stuff, I'd say, in race 17 there with a bit of controversy, but yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, just a little bit, but we'll... Um, We'll jump into the Super 2s just at the start. Yeah, yep. Um, well, let's, we won't recap we, every single race. Well, yeah, it, it, they've gone into another... We'll jump straight in, I guess. Um, yep. They've gone into another four-race four format again for mm-hmm. this weekend. I don't know. It look, I think it kind of catches a few of the blokes off a little bit because they did have a four-race format, which then cuts them down to one practice little bit hard on these some of these rookie drivers and stuff that are getting to a track they've never driven before and stuff like that. They don't have the seat time. So they spend their practice not setting the car up as such, but literally learning the, the track, track. Mm. Uh, where the bumps are, what you know, what curb you can lean on. they've got on, one practice not. session, one qualifying session, and four races. Yeah, it it's pretty hectic. They've got a race on the Friday. Like mm. That's how quickly they're like into that. Um, I enjoy it. At the moment, my I, working schedule is not allowing me to watch this uh, Friday race. But yeah, I, I love the idea of racing on the Friday. Yeah, yeah. And I've enjoyed it as well. It's It's been good. Like normally we turn on the uh, on the Friday practice and I have it playing in the workshop while we're working away and stuff like that. But it is good to be able to listen to it. But to have that excited excitement of, of the first race of the weekend getting in is really, really good to, to have. It's just... Um, I think a few of them struggled this weekend with getting their heads around the car and the track and everything in together in one. And I think it sort of put a few of them on the back foot, mm. uh, which makes it hard on a track that's so abrasive. And they go through, so they got three sets of tyres and four races and a qualifying session to get through. And uh, I think it definitely hindered a few of them with not having 100% the setup right in the car for, for qualifying, essentially. And we had a um, new driver in the Super 2s, a wildcard entry of Richie Stanaway. And yeah. Well, basically, he's, that was his um, resume for give me a main game drive. And, well, the result on the Sunday really showed that he can pedal that car around. Yeah, he's the real deal, isn't he? Um, it will be very disappointing if he can't get into the main game next year. Well, this is what we were just talking about just before we started recording was where can he go? Well, we, like, there's, no is, there's no really seats really available in a competitive car. And no offense to anyone that's driving for LDM or or one of the lower teams. He won't teams, go to LDM. He, that's he needs to be in a competitive seat. We're talking about someone that's raced internationally at a successful GP2, level. GP2, GP3, and the Enduro Champions. Yeah. Um, we need to respect that, and he needs to be in a... I'm not saying that he should be straight in with... PRA or Red Bull, but we need to get him some sort of uh, semi-competitive car that he can show his talents in so he can maybe be in a Red Bull or a PRA in a couple of years. Mm. Uh, or obviously the dream for everyone right now in supercar world is uh, obviously Team Penske. Yeah, getting Team Penske, maybe they'll go for three cars. Yeah, I, um, I think we are discussing it a little bit earlier because there's um, still another development series driver, but... Uh, Todd Hazelwood has sort of put out in the media in the last uh, couple of weeks that they've been sort of trying to push, forge ahead in trying to get a a license. Yeah, get one of the RECs. Yeah, a rec license so that they can race next year in the main game uh, with these development series set up. So they've obviously got a fairly good Commodore underneath them at the moment. They've mm-hmm. got a 888 um, current model chassis 
uh, which they, uh, which was actually only one year old as well. It, that was Craig Lowndes' car from last year. Yep. So they do have a competitive setup. Uh, good team underneath them. Obviously, it'll be a bit of a learning curve for them to c- come full come to the main game. Yeah, main mm. game. But I definitely think it could work for them. They they could be a m- sort of a mid pack runner. I think fairly quickly. So you think supercars should maybe give like four licenses? Yeah, like I think. Look, they, they definitely the need. A bit. They definitely need to assess um, deeply into it. I guess we. I guess you know. I I feel like we could probably have four more licenses out there, so four more cars on the track. At it, but there are probably a couple of tracks where that might be a little bit limiting with yeah. garage facilities and also um, like Simmons Plains, where we're already struggling because the track's so short for qualifying. Like they're doing under a minute a lap, and when you've got you know, 24, 22 cars, whatever it is out there, it's very hard for them to all get around and get a competitive time. Well, was this saying that Garth Tander was actually talking about after last round, going, maybe we need to um, look at qualifying. Do we split it into two groups? Yeah. Well, and do you, should yeah. you do like a five-minute sprint and then separate that? You get, okay, the bottom half, you go out for another 10, then top half, go out for another 10. So that way it's a... 25-minute qualifying session with a five-minute run with everyone at the start to set a time, and then you get divided into the top half and second half. Yeah, it's it's something I think definitely needs to be assessed. Um, we've had a couple of balk, balking incidents this year. Yeah, we uh, some almost McLaughlin last round. Like coming well, up in this early. round, um, so Alex Davison ended up off the track trying to miss his one and only brother that was oh, on the track. really? Yeah, so that was a bit of a scary moment. And and look, it was a bit... Will didn't get the call that Alex was coming around, so Will had just exited the pits um, and jumped straight onto the racing line. Obviously, they don't want to drive too much off the racing line because they're going to be picking up yeah, marbles pick up and crap. stuff like that in the tyres. And uh, But yeah, he jumped straight onto the racing line and Alex came around the corner and um, basically had to get on the dirt to miss him. Now, it, if it wasn't Will, it would have been one of Shane or Jamie, they come out just in front yeah, of Will yeah. and they were doing exactly the same thing. So Will did get a penalty for, I can't remember how many po- uh, how many second penalty or whatever it was, but you know, it, it is something we've, we're starting to have a lot. That's probably not track density thing. That was more it's just where the, on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, they've tried to be tricky and send him out and it's the exact same thing. What happened with Scotty, they sent mm-hmm. him out early but all the field siphoned out of the pit lane in front of him, which was never going to work. He's never going to get a good time. Yeah, I just think that we do need to do something with pit, like with qualifying. Do we do we go to a Formula One type setup where we're knocking out cars? Yeah, it's a bit hard with um, the tire allocation and the, the tire yeah. allocation we have at the moment. I think that's why I like my idea. Yeah, five minute run, set your time, and then you split and you get ten minutes. Yeah, it's definitely something I think we need to look into. Either we need to open up some more tyres for the cars uh, and and let them go uh, hell for leather on the tyres sort of thing or uh, and and maybe maybe not like a, a Q1, Q2, Q3 thing, but maybe even just a Q1, Q2 sort of, mm-hmm. you know, top 25 or 24 cars or whatever. And then we go into sort of the top 15 or top 12 cars for the second one. I, I think that would work well. It'd probably be right up against a lot of people and rub them the wrong way, but I think it's it would make qualifying have two layers of excitement. Yeah, because at the moment it's like unless there's a top ten shootout, which isn't at many places, qualifying is a bit uneventful. Yeah, it's, like it it's seems not, to be. But then it is. Look, Scafe and that are doing a pretty good job of pumping it up. I do think they're doing pretty well when they're um, commentating it mm-hmm. at the moment Scotty seems to have such a advantage in qualifying I don't it's 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 really hard to sell something when you know the result yeah look the results really from second down at the moment which is a bit of a shame nothing against Scotty he's one of my favorite drivers but it's um well he's now you know in some uh, well-esteemed uh, n- number of poles in a row sort of thing oh, it was, it's, it's crazy un- unbelievable thing. Once he gets that starting down pat, which he's really been struggling with, and only he'll be recently. A rocket. There was a thing in the supercars on the website today going, he's, he's yeah, struggling to understand where his poor run of starts come from. 
where at the start of the season, it was Scotty and um, Fabs. Uh, no, I wasn't say Fabs. I was going to say Mostert was super quick off the line. Like they were just the two ones that uh, they got investigated for jump starts like three times in a row. I swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. They did get a couple of flyers, wasn't it? Two meetings in a row. I think there mm. was uh, investigation into jump starts, and it was just down like no, everyone else got off the line poorly, and I got off the line fantastic, and just made it look worse. Yeah. So, but that 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 could be something they could look at. Mm. I know we weren't supposed to be talking about qualifying. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's all right. We it's a, but, a little uh, bit of qualifying, <laughs> but mainly about the the format of it. Yeah. So, essentially, if they do pile more cars into the field, they will have to look is, at something like we, that. We we did start from Dunlop. Yeah, that's that's where we yeah, start. We yeah. started with rec licenses, we did. and we then we got with to rec qualifying. licenses, and now we're into changing <laughs> qualifying format. But that's why you guys like listen to us because we. We're unpredictable. Unpredictable, <laughs> but and then people listen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we were only talking about last episode about how they need to change the format up. Like the yeah, super sprints are just not really working. Well, they are, but the thing is, I go, ah, oh, the Saturday race is not exciting. It's not exciting. This Saturday race was fantastic, and I loved it. Yeah. Look, racing's one of those things to jump over to Formula One. Yep. I'm not a fan of Baku's track, yet... It was probably the best race we've seen this year <laughs> Yeah, for Formula 1. It was so much an amazing race. You couldn't look away. There was always some controversy or passing. Um, it it was pretty amazing. There was people touching walls and getting damaged. It was just exciting. And it, it can be unpredictable like that. Mm. Um, you know, we were talking about the paper clip a couple of weeks ago. On paper, it looks like it's a boring racetrack. It Yet it produces races. good racing. mm um, some of these things, there's there's so many variables into good racing that um, you just can't you can't predict mm. it. Well, what the supercars um, commission is that what they get a supercars yeah, group? Yeah, commission. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They um Fabian and Simona did night racing on Thursday night. Yeah, I did at see the that. Motorsport Park apparently wasn't too bad in the the well lit areas. Yeah, from the photos that they put up on the media, like on their website and stuff. All right, if we're gonna. You, you need to lit like the track a bit more. It oh, was, yeah. The photos were horrible, but you know I like the idea. But what's your thoughts on a midweek night race? Exciting. Yeah, I but like knowing it. that a midweek night race is not going to be like a two hundred k race. No, it, it sure won't. It sure won't. It'll be a sort a sprint race again. But I think if we want to give it a go next year, go for it. We'll see. Proofs in the pudding. We'll we'll get it out there and do it and see what it's like. See people enjoy it. If they don't, obviously it's a pretty big gamble. These races aren't the cheapest thing in the world to put on, but if you get spectators and viewers, that's good. Yeah, I just. I sh- it's like if footy. you did a midweek race, right? Yeah. You you couldn't run the full support card because you only got time to run the main game. Yeah, it depends. I guess you probably could run a, a couple of support races unless you run a fairly. Uh, intensive, r- longer race because mm. you're probably looking at it like, uh, let's say, a four to five hour slot. You'd start at say four in the afternoon, Go like a twilight, nine, nine yeah, or ten o'clock at yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like a day nighter sort of time like slot. BBR. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. And that seems to be really working these days with um, television rights and selling advertising and that's what they're all looking at mm. it's a business they've got to sell sell it's, it make money everyone's like seeing how much money the big bash is making yeah and then everyone's like every support support code like every sporting code is like uh, well i need my own bbl yeah like, where's AFL, my version of rugby, they're all been using um every night of the week afl's got this new afl x coming out um, tennis tried their super tennis or yeah, shortened rounds. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I don't think we need to shorten our races. I'm the opposite. Let's extend these races. I like the long races. Yeah. Uh, I think we can make qualifying more exciting. I think don't shorten races, but short mm. races tend to be a bit of a procession. Although you do get a little bit of desperado in them sometimes. As if well. you're doing a short race, have a minimum fuel drop or something as well. I like the fuel intake. Um, the changing of these, you know, having to change two, at least minimum of two tires on the Saturday race. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, I like the fact they have to do a pit stop. Most of the teams you find are doing four tires or 
Yeah, because they're just getting a performance gain mm. out of, especially at tracks like Sydney. Sydney most well, that is really abrasive. Apparently. Yeah, they're just destroying tires. So, well, what were they talking about? I think on the Friday, well, I think they mentioned it the whole way through the weekend. But over ten laps, you end up dropping nearly two seconds. Yeah. Well, ten. you only need to look at the was it? I can't remember Saturday or Sunday, but the one where Frosty just started dropping off the pace after he pitted early. I think it was Jamie that was right behind him. Yeah, it's something we talked pre pre show about. Um, they always boast about this undercut. The undercut's gonna be so. Uh, the undercut's so definitely valuable. the way to go. All the you know, all the people smarter than us are saying the undercut is the answer. Pit early, get your track position. Track position's key. Yeah, you know? and then not at the moment, in, not in these cars. Everyone's just pass. like the people that run late. You only need to look at. Shane from last race in the QR, he ran late, ran long. And, Rounds has um, done it. They've all done it. It's not every track you can do it, but there's a lot of tracks that the undercut can work. I mean, you do get the undercut advantage. I mean, we did see that happen on the weekend. Yeah. But fresh rubber at the end of a race, and we were lucky that there were safety cars towards the end of the races. That I yeah, think that, that made a bit more a exciting. Yeah, and that did help all the people that were waiting to the end of pit. It did pay dividends, taking the pain at the start and just reaping the rewards at the end. Mm. It consultated the field right up, and what what a restart from Shane uh, and Scotty that made it exciting. Yeah. Didn't it? All right, should we jump into Saturday's race? One. Why not? We have not really we're, covered we're basically, development series, but <laughs> oh, actually, I want to say um. If you weren't aware, after the last round of the Super 2s, where Bryce got finished fourth, he actually got moved up to third because they deemed the incident with Muscat. Um, yeah, Muscat got penalised because he should have. It should have been done on the day. Yeah, Richard Muscat, yeah, he uh, he basically turfed three cars off mm. in the final corner on the final lap. That was in Townsville, wasn't it? In yeah. Townsville, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bryce ended up following him across the line in fourth, but they ended up penalising, giving a, a time penalty to Richard and put him back in the field a little bit, which then gave Bryce his deserved position because yeah, Muscat shouldn't have been there. Yeah, that's his second podium? Yeah, it is. He yeah, got he one got last one in, year. He so, got one in Sydney. Which was pretty um, pretty amazing in his first round in the Nissan to get a podium, so that's, that's unbelievable. Mm. Uh, this weekend he struggled a little bit more, like I was talking about, but with the the lack of practices yeah, and stuff to set cars setup, up, getting the setup of the cars. He and Richie Stanaway were one of the few drivers that kept a green set, set of greens for the, last, for the last race. That's one of the reasons, if you weren't aware, that why Richie Stanaway managed to drive away and look like one. He is a fantastic driver, and you know this is not discrediting him at all, but he had fresh rubber on that car. Well, he did a great job all weekend for no, someone that's not got very much experience in those type of cars. Like, I know he ha did race Bathurst last year, but in general, he hasn't got a hell, whole lot of uh, experience apart from the Enduros. He did an amazing effort and showed his true class that New Zealander can drive really well. And that's what we need in this category is more, more New fast Zealanders. New Zealanders. Yeah, yeah, that's we, that's what we went. I was looking through, like, we just don't have enough fast New Zealanders. I know. They've... New Zealand's really been struggling lately. Like, uh, you know, what they've won nearly every race this year, I guess, apart from Jamie's. <laughs> and Chaz. Uh, and Chaz, Chaz is sorry. not a Kiwi. We've got a couple of fast Aussies in there. but <laughs> we got, you know, out of a field. That's why we need more REC licenses for everyone, to get well, some more Aussies in there. it doesn't help when they start taking up all the good seats. <laughs> yeah, all these Kiwis come and take in our Australian jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Let's look. Race 17. We'll start at the top. Fabian Coulthard, come home for a race win. He needed that race win. He yeah. hadn't had many. He struggled. He's been struggling lately, yep. Um, Probably a bit of a confidence booster for him, to be honest. It was. Mm. It's good to see him back up there on the podium. Lucky, but that's racing. How he and you know the how he got the result. Chaz Mostert was pretty strong on this weekend, really. Yeah, Chaz, um, Chaz did a pretty good effort again that that team's sort of starting to come together i actually think so mark winterbottom was pretty good as well like they're, they're starting to clue it all back together mm. uh which is really good we, we might start seeing more of a three-way battle uh jamie wincup managed to come home in third somehow with that car as they were preparing to bring that in 
Well, Jamie actually—I don't know if you've seen what he said. Uh, sad day after he got out of the car, he said they should have black flagged me. I couldn't see out the bonnet. I was just aiming for the middle of the road. I couldn't actually see where I was going. Oh, really? He's like, yeah, um, I imagine we should have had a drive-through to get someone to push the bonnet down. But he's—they didn't do it, and I just hung on and did my best with what I could. Um, had a pretty bad aero package on that car oh yeah he was like uh going in a straight line kind of sucked it was fine through the corners yeah but so yeah. no excellent effort for the that's team another, and him to drive how you win champions championships like it is you got to finish those races and still finish after having that much damage to your car and to finish third and he also did that when his championship rivals not obviously fabs was still up beat him and and come first but his other championship rival was way down the field mm. and yet to get another penalty after the race had finished as well. Another time penalty on top of the time penalty they'd already given him. Mm. Um, so he did a really good effort and really, really strong. Yeah, um, Mark Winterbottom come home in fourth. That was once sent, you know, a good result. Scotty Pye got the walking short car up into fifth. Yeah, they seemed a little bit better this weekend. The, yeah, I didn't actually notice them cars. too much this Scotty week. Scotty had a better package. Yeah. Um, definitely seemed to be the faster car out of the two, uh, especially on the sad day. So that was a great effort by them. Caruso, sixth in the Nissan Ultima, the leading Nissan. He's, um, I didn't see too much of him that race. No, he's, um, they've seemed to have worked that car out a bit more again. Uh, like we were talking about, I think it was maybe last uh, podcast that they had dramas with that car. It actually had a crack in the chassis that oh, they yeah, missed. Yep, I remember that. Uh, so it probably explained a little bit of his lacking in form earlier in the year because he is normally he's normally really good. Him like and Rick are normally the leading Nissans. Definitely the lead Nissans. And he's sort of been nowhere this year. So hence probably the frustration and and the stuff that he was saying about wild cards. It was probably a little bit of a boil over with him not being able to show his mm. his actual. Talent. I mean, still that's a good result. He was up five positions, so. You know. Oh, six is not bad for a Nissan. Um, yeah, for around where they were. He's a long way ahead of everyone else. Lounsey in seventh. Uh, good result. Davey Reynolds. Now, unfortunate for him, he got hit in he the He copped a bit of Should damage we... as well with the uh, wing cup and, and obviously... Should we talk about that? So I guess we should probably talk about the safety car incident on the Saturday race. Yes. Um, so we know it was the one of the Nissans that brought out the safety car with his tire blowing, and um, you just can't when you have that much shrapnel on the track, especially like you're saying it's the carbon dangerous. fiber, yeah, pierces those tires, yeah, so easily. Have someone go off and and really ruin a lot of races as well. Mm. Um, so it, it was good that they called the safety car, and and then on the restart, the safety car took a long time to get off the track. Well, it's also one of the track like. City Motorsport Park, your final turn is quite far away from pit entry because it's got that long straight yeah, into yeah. it. So where the safety car is to accelerate away, around that last corner, you can still only do 40. So you can't start accelerating before the safety car's pulled in. So the issue with that is well, you can't do what most corners, like most tracks do in like, you know, say at Hidden Valley, everyone starts off as you go onto the straight. So every yeah. half the field's still consulting through the S's and the chicanes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. What are your thoughts on the fact that Shane managed to get up alongside him? Well, they overlap. And now this is something I was um, thinking about on the weekend. It's it's the second time Shane's done a bit of a dodgy restart under safety car and been pinged for it. He might honestly need to sit down and really, really look into the rules and Maybe his engineer needs to so he can remind Shane, don't overlap, don't do this, don't do that. It was something that was a little bit weird. I thought he got away with it because they didn't ping him for it straight away, mm. which was weird. Um, I Maybe watching obviously it, there was a protest from Penske. Well, watching it, there was the... um, uh, Crompto and Scafi were both saying, ah, oh, no, nah, there shouldn't be that much of an issue because, you know, you're allowed to overlap. You're just not allowed to pass before the control line. Yeah, yep. Um, and Shane said, "He's like, oh, I saw the as soon as I saw the green flags, he pulled out right next to him." But then Shane's been penalised because he created that overlap before the green flags were waved. So I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't seen any in-car footage of it, 
the bumping and grinding along the straight, that was a little bit weird. That's the bit that I felt confused on. Yeah, it wasn't uh, a very clean restart. It's something that obviously got penalised later on and stuff like that, and Shane probably shouldn't have done it. Um, they were both hip and shouldering each other, and it obviously, I think, led to the next incident that we will cover in just a second. Yeah, I think Scotty was a little bit annoyed that he allowed Shane to get up next to him. I think there was a little bit of both there. Shane, Scotty was sort of holding, um, not right out against the edge of the track, and Shane, when he came up beside him, started moving him over. And they actually made contact a couple of times in a straight line. And I don't think Scotty was overly happy with that. Uh, one, he probably shouldn't have been there to begin with. Two, you know, there probably wasn't need to touch each other. It was Shane trying to bully Scotty. And when we got around turn one, Scotty got a bit of a nice uh, nice run around turn one. Shane got up the inside still, but, and mm. Scotty decided he might give him a bump going into turn two. Yep. And that's Banny. Give him another bump oh, again. Was, there was the two bumps, wasn't it? It was the one touch up, and Shane still was all like, all right, yep, no worries. Ass wiggled a little bit, but still kept it going. And then it was the second hit that yeah, spun him. And I think that's why he ended up getting such a stiff penalty was he stayed in the throttle and it virtually looked like he deliberately spun Shane. Mm. Yeah, well, I was what when I saw that happen, I was like, "What the hell?" Like that, I, I when I was like, "Well, you're gonna get a drive-through, like that's simple." That's what I thought. Yeah, you can't do that. Like you can't spin someone and then. Ex- I mean, I know no one expected him to get away with it. No, no one did. Um, I thought he would have a drive-through nearly instantly. I was. Pretty amazed that he didn't get drive through very quickly, actually, to be honest. I think it was because when you, on the bottom of the screen, it said post race investigation for turn, uh, for safety car and turn one incident. Yeah. So I think because they're like, oh, shit, this could, you know, this could take days to figure out. Not really days, but, you it know, big this s- is going to be, we need to hear from a few people and they're going to want to uh, put their whole story And I think it's a championship ahead. changing event. I yep. think is they wanted to make sure they got it exactly right down to the T, dot the I's, make sure it was perfect, not just throw a penalty out there and then say uh, McLaughlin come in after the race and some data on his car said, oh, look, I was actually shoved earlier in the in the stop and you know I ended up making contact with him because I was hit or something mm. like that. So they definitely, I think, wanted to make sure they got it 100% correct Maybe they sat on their hands a little bit too much, but I think the drive-through was there and it should have been used. I think the drive-through should have been used straight up. The 15-second penalty. I mean, not everyone follows the post-race penalties afterwards, so a lot of people would have thought, oh, yeah, you got 15 seconds. Like, that's fine straight away after the incident when, you know, they're going, oh, well, that now drops Scotty down to 24th because the field's so close. You're like, yeah, but we still got another 10 laps to go. Yeah. And then over that, like, you know, Scotty's not in a slow car. No, he's in one of the like, one of the fastest, if not the fastest, car on the grid. He's ten, he's like, all right, I just have to drive a bit faster. Like you know, he's keeping up with um, Fabs, who was yeah. the pace setter at the end because he had those new tires. Yeah, it's definitely um, something that probably maybe they didn't take into account, and mm. maybe that's why they penalised him more afterwards. Yeah, well, I messaged you straight away after that, going, "Well, Scotty needs a drive through. Like he needs a penalty for that. You can't." Yeah, it was a it was a pretty rough move. Um, and it's hats off to Scotty for going down and apologising straight up to mm-hmm. Shane. And he didn't do it in private either. No, a lot he... of these drivers would do that later on where the cameras aren't around so that maybe if Shane blows up at him, it's not on on the media circles going around the internet. But Shane seemed to take Except it on the, the chin and went, well, yeah, he's, he's fucked up and that's the problem. But... Yeah, oh, I, I thought the bit that was actually quite funny when that was happening was Roland Dame was coming very close to them and listening exactly to what Shane and uh, Scotty yeah, were saying yeah, to each other. I, I noticed that. I, I, when the incident happened, right, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to have so much to talk about. This is fantastic. We've got a show now. We can talk about this incident. And then at the end when they apologized, and everyone was like, yeah, it's all good. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. done. They sorted it out. The Kiwi bro code maybe come out again there somewhere. Yeah. You're like, I said, oh. sorry. Uh, I don't think it's over. No. Nah. I think Shane will give it back now. 
Shane's yep. the type of driver to not hold back. Shane, think he'll give it back. Shane to them. kept his championship alive this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, Jamie's definitely Jamie's uh, definitely pushed ahead, and he's becoming captain closed consistent. the gap. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a great job, I think. Well, really, well. everyone did a pretty decent job this weekend, except for Scotty. Scotty had the qualifying pace. He just didn't have the yeah, didn't put the races mm. together. So, where did Scotty finish at the end? After on the Saturday, after everything that's come through, Scotty finished. 21st, and Shane Van Gisbergen, 23rd. Yeah. And it must have been Todd Kelly's Nissan that exploded. Yeah. Because he was 25th. Jumping to Sunday. Qualifying once again, Scotty McLaughlin. Yeah, it's the Scotty show. It is the Scotty show. And it's Mark Scaife's and Neil Compton's job to talk it up. Yeah. So we'll leave that to them. Because it's really hard to talk up. Scotty winning qualifying week after week after week after week. Really is. It is. It's it's something that's becoming a bit monotonous with the whole. You know, and it's not happening. even like it's close. It's like ah, oh, you're pantsing everyone. Yeah. Yeah. What do you know that everyone else doesn't know? Well, the the one that really is sort of blows you away is his pace compared to Fab's. Mm. Fabs is not a slow driver. I know their styles are slightly different, but Scotty's just finding that extra few tenths every qualifying session. Mm. That's every bit. Got to be just... eating it, Paul. Like Fabian was sick this weekend. He had the flu. Oh, he was crook. He drove yeah. really well for someone that was crook. Yeah, he had the flu this weekend. Um, but yeah, it was. I don't know. He just seems to be consistently doing it, and. We'll see how it goes into the Enduros. I think he's taken a bit of a hit in his confidence, obviously, with what happened on the Saturday. Uh, mm. I don't know whether he said... I think he said he made a mistake, but I think that might have been more of red mist more than um, more than a mistake, if you know what I mean. I yeah, don't think yeah. He, he, I think he was just a little bit anxious and angry with himself on the start on Sunday's race. And he goes, all right, we'll start Sunday's race. He botched it off the line. Yeah, he botched it saying he's chronic. got to work on these because it's starting to cost him championship points. Mm. Um, he's letting through guys that had good race cars, so the Red Bull cars haven't been the best qualifiers so far this season. But they've, jammed, but they're, they're, on well, Sunday they look like good race cars. Yeah, they look after their tires fairly well, and they they call good strategies and stuff like that. You know, they have a few ones here and there that don't work out. But in general, they have been working quite well. Mm. Um, and when you let them get off the line faster than you, you're going to you have a bad time. You're going to have troubles with it. Yeah, well, um, Mostert, fantastic start off the line on Sunday. He just, it was another one of those ones that it was sort of exaggerated a little bit by McLaughlin's bad start. Yeah. But still. It looked like, like a rocket off the line, didn't it? Yeah. He had the, like three or four car lengths. By turn one. Yep. Yep. Um, it's amazing. So it's something you, I guess we're going into the enduro season now, which is probably not as crucial. Like It's always nice to get out in front and run your own race. But, well, we can't, you know, you're doing five, we got a 500k race, a 1000k race, and then and two 300s. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love the enduro. Yeah, I can't. Can't, uh, I'm more now going. Should we finish Sunday's race? Uh, Sunday's race, or should we just talk more about the enduros? <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, Fabs did another good job of coming in second. Mm. Shane uh, back up there as well. It was the first. Uh, I think it's one of the first uh, Red Bull double podiums of the year. I think they've only done a couple times this year. So yeah, they haven't. When one car's been running well, the other car hasn't. And um, but. Scotty still managed to come out in fourth. Um, it was a really good battle at the end of the race between Fabian, Shane, Scotty, and Chaz. Yeah, so we had that safety car again yep, on the Saturday. Concertina the field. Um, Mc, uh, Fabian and Mostert both just pitted prior. So you had two strategies, two different strategies meeting up, and sort of they all got nullified by the, the safety car. And then you're going, well, now it's all a refill race. Yeah. And considering 
Jamie and Scotty were sort of, they were playing chicken with each other. So they've all short filled at the start because they pitted early. Then you got Fabian, uh, Shane, did Shane, no, sorry, did Shane pit early? I'm not sure. I can't remember to be honest. No, Shane didn't pit early, but he just couldn't keep his tyres at the end of it or something. Because he was another one that was looking on quite well because he only had to take a little bit of fuel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Chaz Mostert, so basically right at the end after safety car, Chaz Mostert, Fabian Coulthard had great tyres. I was like, going, come on, Chaz, up the inside on Scotty because he was just all over the back of Scotty at the, in the dying stages of that race. It's been good watching Chaz back up there. He seems to got his little mojo back. Mm. He, and he's racing hard and stuff like that again as well. It's it's really yeah. good to see. Especially coming into Bathurst. Yeah. Coming into the Enduros. Um, Who's he teaming up with? Is he with... God, what's his name? Is it Owen? Yes. Is he? Yes. I think he is. I think it is. Yeah. Yep. Cool. We're confident. Yeah. <laughs> Lock it in, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Lock it in. <laughs> bum, bum. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that was that was really testing the old uh, ticker. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Um, but yeah, so he, he they, they should be pretty strong in the in the enduros. He obviously mm. had his crash there a couple of years ago, and I, I would say that probably still plays on his mind a little bit. Um, but I think he'll be looking forward to these enduros. Something that we haven't mentioned was that was Jamie Wincup's one hundred and sixth race win. He is now the most winniest driver, as they were saying. Most winniest. What a word. Winniest. Well, he's won more races than any other driver now. Yeah, and I don't see him being beaten. I know he said, you know, well, it's, you know, I'm only one race ahead of Craig, and Craig's probably going to still be racing when, or what did Jamie say? He's like, when I retire, Craig's probably still going to be racing. So yeah. I don't think I'm going to hold this on for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he modest. will. Yeah. I think he's probably... He doesn't like talking about numbers and stuff. He doesn't... Like, you know, people are like, oh, you've won the most championships. He doesn't really... Yeah, he he's pretty good like that, actually. I, I do, do like that about him. some of the way that people think that, ah, oh, he's not arrogant good with him. Yeah, arrogant, where he's just like, ah, oh, it's, yeah, whatever, championship's a championship. But he's not really like that. He's more like, okay, he's he's been he lucky. He doesn't get caught up in it, which is good, because he could be the opposite. See... People are going to hate. People are going to hate. Like, It's a tall puppy syndrome. You know, Scotty McLaughlin's got to look out. If he keeps winning like this... I can already see it happening. People are going to start hating him. Yeah. It's um, just unfortunate that this is the environment that we live in, that we hate people that do well. Yeah, it's it's sad. But I think um, he doesn't get the credit. We've talked about it before on the show, but... Yeah, you know, he doesn't really get the credit where it's Jamie's due. going to get the credit when he retires and then people actually have time to sit there and go, holy crap, look what he achieved. Yeah, it was the same with probably Mark Scaife. Like, everyone sort of, he, he did win a lot. There was a period there where, like, Scaife lost, like, what, one or two races a year, I swear. Yeah, he, he was pretty dominant against good drivers as well in their team. Like, and they've both done it against Lowndes. Mm. And Lowndes is a good driver. Don't get me wrong, he's not the best driver out there. He's the most popular driver and he's he's my favourite driver. And I hate the fact that he hasn't won championship after championship. That's something that I think that would uh, like eat him away a little bit. He he has been unlucky in a couple of championships where he was quite strong. He um, must have the most seconds, I swear. Yeah, probably. In a championship. He, did, he did come runner up a fair bit, um, which was a bit of a shame. He he wasn't as consistent as Jamie uh, with the with qualifying and also race. Well, wins. unfortunate for that was if Jamie wasn't there, you know, and they had another driver that was like a more of a number two driver, then, you know, things would change. But that's, you can't change any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Lowndes is overly fussed with it. He enjoys still going racing. That's why he's there where he is. Mm. Where were we going? <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. That's, that's, we got we got spa next, mate. Spa. Spa, yeah. Sorry, this is gonna have to be a quick episode this week. It's not a long one. I've still probably got, you know, twenty five hours to work tomorrow and edit it. So Yeah. Somehow yeah. I've got to do more hours than twenty eight hours and twenty four hours. Yep. Yeah. So that's my life now. So nice and short. Spa, yeah, my I've just favorite. Got a message from my uh I I'm a worker down, one of my workers is injured and uh He's just messaged me saying that he's not coming in tomorrow. 
So that's great. His, his <laughs> thought, uh, worker injured, but not, that was injured in a racing incident. Do you yes. want to talk about the uh, racing incident? Yeah. Like, we'll big, have a quick big shout, shout out. out to uh, young Brendan. What's that? What's his race team called? Uh, Davison Racing. Davison Racing in yep. the street stock division of uh, Northern Territory Speedway. Yep. Um, doing a great job, to be honest. Yeah. I was really proud of him. Uh, bit of a letdown that I have not gone down and watched him previously, but... Oh, you actually went down to watch this one? I, I did. I went down on Friday night, mm-hmm. and maybe I shouldn't go down again because it's <laughs> uh, he's possibly uh, broken his collarbone. I've seen... I watched you... Yeah, do speedway and yeah, I've gone down enough ago. to do speedway. I'm like, all right, I've done speedway. Yeah, no, it was really enjoyable. I haven't really been back too much since I stopped racing speedway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Chariots of Thunder, which is a, a a big event up here. There's lots of prize money, and we we do get uh, international and national yep. um, level drivers coming. Uh, a mate of ours actually won the night, Chase Calpinko. I uh, went to primary school with him well chase did an excellent job yep so um mcfadden was a bit quicker than him but there was a few uh red and um restarts and stuff like that that's not crashes. like say that's not like speedway uh, i think the feature race ended up going for probably an 45 minutes to an hour it was a 30 lap of <laughs> which they do in about 13 seconds <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so 13 seconds per lap, 30 anyway. laps. But anyway, uh, McFadden ended up running out of fuel. Oh. Because they had him rolling around so much from so many crashes. And Chase had obviously put a, a tinkle more fuel in there and more made fuel. it to the end. Uh, and good on him. He, you know, first to to finish first, first you got to finish. And he did a great job. And he was the the class of the rest of the field and um, yeah, took himself money. home, I think, five grand or four grand or something, cash prize money for the night. And cash money. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, and he's so, looking pretty good in the point score as well for the for the chariots. So with Benny. But, what? Okay, so we run. he run um, was running in third and they were about to come up on some back markers. And uh, one of the back markers sort of managed to spin out midfield and left him nowhere to go. He ended up uh, hitting the brakes and sort of sliding into him and must have just hit awkwardly and he, he's braced himself, I'm sure, on the, the steering wheel with his arm and it's, uh, it's yeah, he's done a little bit of damage, which is not so good. Is this the second incident this year? Didn't he no, break his arm? No, no, he, he had wrist surgery done earlier, oh, okay. which has ruled him out from racing. So this was only his second meeting back. That's why oh, I mean, it was so okay. impressive. For him to be running in third at a, a competitive meeting out of sort of like 12, 13 cars or something mm. like that. He was doing a great effort. And he was probably, he looked like he was the fastest out there. He just couldn't get past the other two cars. So um, oh. I'll definitely be going back once he's fit and uh, cheering no, him more. Oh, good luck. So we'll see. Now, we're coming up to my favorite track. My favorite motors, second favorite motorsport event behind Bathurst is Spa. Yes, Belgian it is a pretty epic, uh, epic track. Lots. It's it's got so much history. We could go back to years and years, but let's talk about the one where Grosjean almost killed Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that a start? Yeah, that was um that would that th- that was pretty scary. Yes, y- you're looking forward to it. Obviously, everyone is. Uh, everyone does, don't they? It's it's another standout track for the year. It's just a, it's like it it's feels like a, a new track, but it's such got so much history to it. And it's got a little bit of everything. So it's mm. got a couple of complex sections uh, w- where you need good downforce, but then it's got a couple of really long straights. Mm. I it's love driving it. In any of the simulators that I drive on, you're just like I, going up El Rouge, yeah. up that hill, and you're like, keep it in the lines. Oh, it's so it's, hard. It's isn't so it? hard. It didn't think it would be that hard. You know what? Guys in the car, they're like, done. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, as long as I keep. Two wheels in the white line. I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, and you do it in like a Formula One car and hit a curb too hard and it's all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go yeah. out too wide. But oh, it's a fantastic track. I love it. I'm looking forward to it. What's your predictions? Red Bull. Oh. I don't know why. It's been too long. I don't know. It's been. It seems like it's been months and months 
One, I... seems like we've been months since we've recorded an episode. Two, it seems like it's been half a year since I've even seen a Formula One car in action. <laughs> um, it was almost like that watching the V8s this weekend. It was like, oh, God, that's what they look like. I've yeah. forgotten. It was actually good to see Scafe here, Scafe back again. Yeah, he like he was crook. For I the really last like Scafe's commentary. I like I Scafe he, and Compto's banter. Yes, they are quite good because they've got so much background, so knowledge. much history. Yeah, would you? That's something that for Australian listeners and stuff like that that have Foxtel, um, you'd watch all the inside supercar and stuff, and you see the banter between Ingle and Scafe. What's what's your thoughts on that? Do you think everyone's past that, or sometimes they might take a little bit of a jab, a bit too far? Because I've seen oh, every yeah, now and yeah. then, Ingle and Scafe might have a little jab at each other, and the other person goes quite quiet and going, "Oh, yeah, you didn't need to bring that up." Um, Remember that time, Scafe, when you tried to run me over? No, that was Ingle tried to yeah. run Scafe over. They were going on about it on the weekend a lot. Um, look. To be honest, I'm kind of, I, I think they're playing it up for Play viewers it up for the camera. Yeah, yeah. and must. I think I think Fox is probably pushing them to do that. Um, I'm kind of over it. No, 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 I not that I dislike either of them, and I like their commentary. They both got rich commentary with so much racing history between them. Uh, it is really good to have their views. Uh, I just think we need to. Maybe maybe they don't... I think Fox feels like they need to play that up a bit, and I don't think they need to. Yeah, because they're not big rivals. But at the end of it, I didn't think they were huge rivals. I mean, I know they were. Oh, they really, um, really disliked each other, and I think there is still some really sore points between them. But I don't think we need to drag them through it every weekend. Mm. I, think I just wish sometimes when Crompto and Scafie are talking, they might have a little jab, like you hear Crompto make a, a statement or something, and... Uh, Scafe's like, oh, you can't bring that up. And sometimes they don't actually recap it. And for not everyone, like for people, other other people listening, don't pick up on all of the, oh, that references to here. I'm like, I wish they just like, oh, that quickly referenced to this point in time. Yeah. I think um, Crompo is probably one of the best presenters. Yeah, he, he is. is. He's, he's quite witty and funny. So I think now we're critiquing presenters uh, that are far elite level from us. But anyway. Oh, man, we're elite. We're elite. We're elite. <laughs> but, um, well, when we went to, when Jess and I went on our honeymoon, we actually went to a Formula One um, Singapore Grand Prix. How did you do that? I know. <laughs> but um, Crompo was commentating it at the track. Ah. It was actually really nice to go there and hear an Australian voice. And he was oh, the Oh, so he was the commentator that the crowd listens to. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, really cool. Yeah, I know. I did not know that was happening, and that was really cool to hear. It was like, wow, this I is I mean, strange. this was three years ago, and this is the first time you've told me this story. I know. There's <laughs> just uh, there's You were saving it for the show that we I'm didn't closed, have at that I'm stage. a closed box, all right? <laughs> to get you here, and I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you okay. had to say, open me up. Yep. <laughs> Oh, right. we'll open up! There. Open up your <laughs> box. Okay, who's your pick for Spa? It's a hard one. Look, I'd love uh, Danny Rick to get up, but I don't think they are. I nah. think it's going to be another Ferrari slash Mercedes battle royale. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's so hard because there's a lot of parts of that track that I think are going to suit the Mercedes, but I want to say Vettel. I, yeah. I'm going to lock in Vettel. All right. And I'm going to go Danny Rick only because I think something might happen to the other two. With Hamilton and uh, Vettel? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think it will be a fairly well mixed up field. Like the top six will be fairly oh, well yeah. mixed up, I think. I don't think it's going to be This is like one a, of the tracks I don't think it's very two by two. It's not procedural. Well, it's track. got bits that are str- going to be strong for some cars. There's bits where the Ferrari are going to be dominant. There's bits where the Mercedes are going to be dominant. And there's bits where the Red Bull are going to be dominant. Mm. I can't wait to watch it and see whether I'm right or wrong. It's going to be one, so good. But to actually well, also race there. This weekend, Darwin time, nine, 9.30, I think. Looking forward to it. Should be good. Anyway, that's us. Done and dusted this week. We are done. No more talk. Okay, no more. We're done. Cut.
Bye. Nah. Okay. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, we'll do the little outro. Uh, okay. All right. Um, yeah. So that's just, that's us done for this week, guys. Thank you. Sorry about the break. Um, we struggle to talk about enough stuff when there's racing on. So we would be buggered if we did it when there was no racing on. Yeah. There's not been a lot of news. We need some more speculation corner, I think. Yeah, well, I don't know. We, we, we did. We speculated at the start. I know, we but we need We just don't call some, it anything at need, the start. We need uh, a... Um, we need another people driver, to write in and ask move. us stuff. And yeah, tell everyone us. write in. Tell us, ask us some questions um, about what you think's going on or tell us what your views on what the racing's been like. Maybe, maybe, maybe towards the end of the season, maybe the last episode, we'll do a, like, a live episode. Maybe. Let us know what you think. Hmm. We could we can make that work. We can. We can set a camera up here somewhere. We could. We could Facebook a live to everyone. We could. That would be cool. You'll have to show me because I've got no idea how the book Facebook. We will work it out. Cool. I'm sure anyway. there's a video about it. <laughs> there must be somewhere. All right. Don't anyway. worry. Half the drivers when they do Facebook Live don't seem to know what they're doing. They're like, I can't see any questions. I can't. Are we live now? Or <laughs> <laughs> there's someone in the background holding a phone for them. I did see the um. The James Courtney one, and then the bloke comes up and asks him if he wants to go for a beer and stuff, and yeah, that was pretty that good. Was like, Ryan Walkinshaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm just, I'm just Facebooking live right now." I'm like, oh, okay, someone. Anyway, anyway, that is us done and dusted. If you do like the show, please leave a review on any of the iTunes, I, oh, any iTunes or any podcasting app that you do get your podcasts from. Um, if you have any questions or if you want to tell us that w- anything, you can email us at breakinglate at gmail and don't forget to hit up the website at www.facebook.com forward slash breaking late or breaking That's us. We'll see you next week for a Formula One episode. And then I think we've got looking here. This is as of Tuesday, the 22nd of August. Yeah, cool. 23 days away until the Sandown. So I think there'll be a week gap. There'll be a week gap and then yeah. we'll have a some motorsport. Yep, then we'll have another, probably a double header, I'd say. Yeah. Cool. That is us. Done. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.